One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come on to the rock. Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. It's the 11th of October. In a year. What year? I don't know, 2001. Hey, Space Odyssey. We had to do it. We couldn't not do it, I guess. It's like not going, wee, when someone in the bar drops a glass. <laughs> Carly Minogue, can't get you out of my head. <laughs> is that the song or is that just an observation? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, both are right. No, it's still number one on the charts. Kylie Minogue's Fever is in one album. It's infectious. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> Moulin Rouge, The Bat, is number one in the... <laughs> That's a very obscure Sonic reference. And uh, for whatever reason, never mind the bollocks, Here's the Sex Pistols is the number one song in the alternative album oh. charts in the UK. I wasn't quite able to figure out why. There wasn't a re-release of a single or anything else like that. Was something, just, did something happen with the Sex Pistols that thrust it back into the charts? You'd think so, right? But uh, Who knows? Somebody tried to ban it? Yeah. And this week, the England national football team achieves automatic qualification for next year's World Cup in Japan and South Korea with a 2-2 draw against Greece at Old Trafford thanks to an injury time equaliser by captain David Beckham. Football's coming out. In with the hair. Uh, a match of the day special covering this match against uh, ah, 6.8 million viewers. And 57.1 audience share and beating ITV One's Saturday afternoon lineup. Sorry, Barry Moore. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, is they are considering the future of Barry Moore. Oh, God. After his caution by police for possession of cannabis and allowing it to be smoked at his home. Oh, dear. The caution follows an investigation into the death of the 31 year old man at a party at Barry Moore's property earlier in the year. Oh, we're They're in that the same thing. Oh, it's pretty much the same rally. Smoking <laughs> weed, someone being dead in your pool. Uh, following an inquest into the death, which recalled an open verdict, ITV announces in September 2002 that it will not be commissioning any more programs from Barrymore. And that was the last we'll ever hear of it. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, the Dark Age of Camelot is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game released in October 2001 in North America, January 2002 in Europe. The game features Arthurian lore, Norse mythology, and Irish Celtic legends with high fantasy. Uh, I'd never heard of it, but it was developed no, by Mythic to... Entertainment. The reason why I bring it up is the game is in large part an adaptation of a previous text-based game, Darkness Falls the Crusade, 99. On February the 5th, 2014, it was trans- announced that development of the game would be transferred from Mythic to Broadsword Online, uh, which also subsequently took over development, and it, the MMO was then shut down shortly afterwards. 2014... That ended. Wow. I didn't even know it started. Yeah. Never even heard of that. No idea it was an MMORPG going from 01 to 2014. That's quite impressive. Good run. Good run by the by the dark age of Camelot. Yeah. And you know what else is having a good run? Who else? 
the Hakodolic Classic Smackdown review, oh, of course, Tom. Oh, it will be once my brain warms up. I can read the thing <laughs> I've written down, but there we are. Late it's night. been a long time since we sat together to record one of these. It's it been, has been. It's been, actually, I can tell you, it's been nearly two months Yeah. since we did one of these. You may not notice it's been two months. Because we recorded some before I went on my trip down under to the Upside Down, which feels like a lifetime ago as well. Uh, so that ha- so we recorded some when I went away. And then as soon as I got back, you bloody got the vid. I you did. got COVID, didn't you? I did. Bless your socks. How are you feeling? Oh, I definitely recommend get the COVID. Yeah? Yeah. If you it's hate for all sleep. the family. If you hate sleep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The family loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crap. Bad timing, but you know, I, I'm glad that you had the reasons of being uh, someplace else, having a bloody lovely time, Dude. and I was sat my ass trying to manoeuvre the Resident Evil remake for menu screen, going, "This is bollocks." This. <laughs> so you have to figure out these controls. <laughs> Did you find that having COVID while playing Resident Evil enhanced the experience in any way? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you want to do the worst <clears throat> gameplay of all time. DSP was going, Matthew, you're rubbish at this. You could pretend that you've got the T virus while playing. <laughs> you, you have the T virus. You are terribly lovely. Oh, look at that. We haven't lost a beat. It never left right. us. And thankfully, still got it. And thankfully, it is infectious, so we're all terribly <laughs> lovely here listening to this wonderful podcast. You listen to the dulcet tones of Tom, back uh, and better than ever. Huh? Matthew, uh, washed up corpse. <laughs> You are not a washed Keeping up with the Barrymore theme. Uh, So, Tom, it has been a while. Rather than do the thing of like, oh, so how was it? You've answered loads of times. How are you right now today? Right now, yeah, I'm all good. Uh, We're recording this just before the the long weekend, which, you know, after promising to come back a new man and and, and Mm. relax more and and drink in some, you know, drink in the life more and take more time off, I am working every day. Uh, which is fine. Uh, we record this on Do the work Thursday. Do work every day. <laughs> we work every day. Um, so, yeah, it's this head of the bank holiday weekend here in the UK. Uh, North Wrestling is tonight. So, you know, first show back at North since my trip away. I'm excited for that. Ooh-hoo. Meeting Professor Nick Harrison this weekend. Oh, I've seen him on the Twitter. The TikTok teacher. He's in the northeast. He's popping in to say Wind him up. Watch him done. Hey, so, we're, so I'm I'm excited. I'm buzzing to to meet Nick Harrison, which might have happened by the time that you listen to this. That's really good. Um, life is good. Otherwise, uh, wedding prep is fully underway. Uh, we we're uh, we, Alex and I are getting married next year, and and we we had the save the date cards come through, which are being posted out you should have yours soon um, so they save the date cards going out so it's all actually happening it's all very exciting uh, I hope it's not August of this year around the London time oh yes of course recording this on the day that AEW announced they're doing Wembley not Wembley Arena, Arena. Wembley Stadium Wembley Stadium that's it that's an atom so we pointed out gig. what the new one I went well given that the new one's directly over the old one yes no, you're going to have it on the, the, the parking lot. We've made a fortune. We're doing the old Wembley. <laughs> I wonder why it was so cheap, says every, Tony Khan. Every ticket comes with a shovel. Tony Khan trying to fit all the, the 90,000 people in the to- Toby Carvery right over the street. <laughs> that'd be amazing. What a time that'd be. I'm up for that. I'm excited for that. You know what? Only good things come from, uh, from, uh, from, <laughs> rest- major, from major wrestling promotions coming over to the UK. You know, it's good. 
I like it. I'm excited for the black cab drivers, all the, all the hackney carriage drivers. We're going to be dropping people off at, uh, at Wembley Stadium. Going, oh, you're off to that WWF, are you? <laughs> What's AEW? Is it like SmackDown? Is it like, does Vince McMahon still run it? I liked it when it was real. You know, giant haystacks and all that. Baton wrestling was real. It's all fake, isn't it? There's a guy in the back of my cab the other day. He had all the results. They've got all those wacky accents over there, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> They're not even that hard, the wrestlers. Americans, my, my oh, mate, shit them. My mate bumped into Andre the Giant in the pub the other night. Fucking punched him. Rubbish he is. Hey, is that uh, Stoke Cold Steve Austin wrestling? He's good, isn't he? I'm a diamond geezer. My favourite wrestler's Tyler Breezer. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't all these... Uh, is AEW, why don't they all go to WWF? Because that's the main one, isn't it? <laughs> that's the main one. Go to the main one. Why would you leave London? <laughs> I can't do a London accent all of a sudden. What the fuck is that? Is that... Uh, that brilliant Japanese wrestler fighting. What's his name? Um, Yokozuma. Is he fighting? <laughs> Yokozuma. Hey. Yokozuma. My automatic hoover's so big, I call it Yokozuma. So what do I, if I want to watch this on telly, is it on Sky One? Is it AEW WrestleMania? Is that what I'm looking for? These journeys do get boring. <laughs> I wonder if there was a podcast that I could listen to. Listen to Glory Days of 01 Smackdown. Oh, the glory days. There certainly is, mate. I'm Guru Larry. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I love him. How are you? Are you now? Obviously, everyone knows you've got COVID and all that. And yeah, you're fine now. I'm realizing How are you this, today. Thank you for asking. The stages to the vid. I'm realizing, like, first of all, Joel gave me his cough three weeks ago, which is a bitch. <laughs> his what? His, his cough. <laughs> oh, cough. Yeah, right. His love. And then the next week, he gave me his COVID. So then I had this thing like, hey, can we wipe up the things after we've used them? Can you and Joel stop kissing? Yeah, like, hey, Joel, I love you. Uh, can we wipe the services after we're done with them? We're all, all like giving each other the, the lurk. Um, Anyway, okay. And uh, which is good she felt real, real guilty. You know, no, no, sorry, it wasn't like you giving it to people. She's like, hey, we should probably like wipe these afterwards so we're not spreading it. You know, one I think you're deliberately giving everybody the COVID. I came back and it was like fucking, it was fucking patient zero everywhere. Yeah, you know? Jill said, sorry, Matthew, wait a minute to give it to Ross. I don't know, you got it. <laughs> um, so then I had it for a week and you're just like, okay, cough, 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 die, die, die. Um, I didn't lose my sense of taste, but I did lose the sense of appetite. So I had to like tell myself, it's been 10 hours, I should probably eat something. I know I'm not hungry and I've done bugger all, but typically now I'd be being hungry. Then the next week, it was just dealing with like the repercussions of it. The body just like, because I assumed it was like a cold or whatever, like you get used to it and you just recover quicker from it. I'm sure some people are like that. I am not. I go full hog. The director's cut. <laughs> you, get, you get all of it. Yeah. So I had to wait for my body to get over that. And say the, the last few days, the insomnia was the bitch. Ross had the it. same thing. And I'm thing. still not fully recovered with the insomnia part of it. But everyone else is all right. So once I, once I beat the game of sleep, I'll be all right. Yeah. Have you tried Night Nurse? I don't know her. Oh, <laughs> do you remember her? Get a bit of Night Nurse down your gullet. At about, ooh, I would say take a shot of Night Nurse about five o'clock tonight. Isn't that a song? Night Nurse. Nurse. The advert. Yeah. Take a shot of Night Nurse about five o'clock tonight. I reckon by nine, spark out. Don't do it any later because there's a delayed fuse with Night Nurse, uh, which is something that, that uh, a colleague at Radio Newcastle learned when they took some Night Nurse at about 10 p.m., had a really rough night's sleep, and then by the time they, they got to work at like half nine the next oh. morning, they were packed. Like it kicked in really late. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so take it about five o'clock. You should be fine. Fair enough. Sometimes when we and Alex have had a lot on and, we've, and our sleep pattern's been all over the place, we tend to have a little bit of Night Nurse. Fair Not all the time because otherwise you, you know, you're asking for trouble. Drink responsibly. Drink night nurse responsibly. 
<laughs> always read the label. I came back and like everyone had was getting bits of COVID and stuff. Like you say, we should wipe tables down. I guess they put one on the Thursday. Well, you heard the fucking podcast last week. It was the the, the subs bench was wiped out as well because it was Jack, me, and Fraser on the podcast. I was there in spirit. Gosh, I really appreciated uh, the three of you insinuating I took puppet Jack home and fucked him. <laughs> That bit wasn't my idea. Especially Jack going, well, I tried looking for him, but he wasn't here, so he must have. He and must be like, having sex. Ah, oh, see the chat's like, ah, you do, you do. Jack said you've been rumbled. <laughs> it's good. It's okay if you do. I, didn't, I don't know how you guys found out. <laughs> Puppet Jack. It's the look in Puppet Jack's eyes. There's a, there's a real... There's a, there's, there's, the guilt. There's a glassy-eyedness. It's like a thousand-yard stare on Puppet Jack. That, the thousand islands stare. The, <laughs> that's a dressing. That that, uh, <laughs> that that tells a lot of stories. Email! Checking my email. Oh, we've we got an email. We've got a couple. Oh, good. Classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to say hello. Uh, Jack McMorrow sent a couple. Hello, Jack McMorrow. Uh, but uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, there's a few others as well. Uh, Bongiorno, Citizen Gaines. Hey. Considering the ongoing omnishambles of invasion at the Mo, I'd like to propose another invasion that could have occurred in 2001 of the WWF by a great upcoming non-problematic wrestling company. I'm, of course, talking about the two years going strong company known as Combat Zone Wrestling, (laughs) which great stalwarts of 2001 CZW would you like to see hitting the big show with a light tube taped hamburger or The Undertaker with the support of the troops, no gods, no masters labeled weed whacker. I have no idea if Tom digs on deathmatch wrestling, but hopefully MAF can enlighten him (laughs) and the listeners with some great CZW alumni and their missing thumbs. All the best, lads. Sam from Bishop Auckland, a.k.a. What? Long Live Lenin. One, Yay! two, three. Oh, Lenin. Lenin's, <laughs> Lenin's in. Oh. Long Live Lenin. Uh, tw- yes, who you, he catches up with and vaguely flirts with on Twitch. That's right, yes. Okay, so... Guilty and all. Um, Humour me with some CZ dub invasion stuff. Well, the obvious stuff is, uh, first of all, Steve Austin would take issue with the wife beater for gimmick infringement. We're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. It's just all downhill from there, to be honest with you. Yeah, CDW. <laughs> At this point, we're very much just uh, the Zandig Lobo era where they were doing stuff that uh, people shouldn't really do to one another. But uh, oh, I love it back then. Oh, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> uh, they were too busy invading Big Japan at this point and oh. completely fucking up the company <laughs> because, uh, first of all, they were bigging themselves up and said, oh, yeah, we do monthly pay-per-views. And Big Japan went, wow, that's great. <laughs> and uh, so they came over and feuded and basically Zandig said, all right, well, I want any creative control, which meant that Zandig beat everybody every <laughs> night, uh, which then had, I think, Homna... Was it Homna? Aye. Um, he was sometimes seen in New Japan. I haven't seen him in ages. Leaving Big Japan going, fuck this. I'm not losing to him <laughs> the 10th time in a row. Uh, so it'd be good. Yeah, pretty much the same as what happened with fucking the evasion, really. So I have Zandig. Uh, who's losing their hair? Kurt Angle. There you go. They're both going mm. bald. Uh, I've had Zandig defiantly. stalking The Undertaker's wife. He couldn't really stalk. You have to be quiet and subtle. And Zandig spells his name in capital letters. But that'd be even funnier. Hey, to what's have, like, that a, noise? Like... We're in a hotel and I can hear a weed whacker outside. Vroom, vroom. I'm stalking you. <laughs> Muscle pose. Zandig in the corner wearing a lampshade. <laughs> Why's that lampshade got a weed whacker? I'm a, I'm a lampshade. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. I'm a light. Uh... Sick Nick Mondo. 
Ah, oh, what a guy. Uh, well, he's he's beaten Crash Holly for the hardcore time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Buried CZ Dub. He's he's. How was he? He's all right. Yeah, he's getting better. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> uh, I think that's the extent of all the jokes I have. Excellent. Lennon doesn't know about CZW 2001, does he? Well, apparently he does. I can just say be... any name. Wait, who the hell knows about this period of indie wrestling? I make up anything. <laughs> oh, um, Bag Lady Doris uh, is the women's champion of CZW at the time. Yeah, she was cracking. <laughs> Bag Lady Doris. Yeah, Doris, sure. Doris, Doris. Yeah. What about Chris the Bambi Killer? Was he there at that point? That's a real name. Yes. No, no, and CCW. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know sure. what? Yeah, he, he was the champion. He was the t- <laughs> What was the name of the belt? The name of the belt? CCW Brilliant Belt Champion. The Blood CCW Really Great <laughs> title. <laughs> CCW stands for Core Zebras. Whoa. Zombie Linda, she's having a few bangers. Zombie. <laughs> you know what? I'd book Zombie Linda for CCW. And of course, over the match act, uh, Barrymore, who needs a change in career. <laughs> yeah, they all do well. You know what CCW do one? <laughs> I was all about that main event of Michael Barrymore versus Zombie Linda. She just lies there as Barrymore twats. <laughs> Get those sticks. Oi, Barrymore, oi, oi, Barrymore oi. do you have any ideas of how to deal dispose of a body? He goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're back, baby. I'll be all right. <laughs> Here's Barrymore. Everybody's doing the crap. <laughs> Everybody's got that the fucking crap. song. Have you heard that? I, I've heard it via you. Oh, oh yeah, I played it on the podcast. I've heard it via you. It's like the ring curse. I've got to give it to somebody else. <laughs> it hasn't passed, worked yet, obviously. You passed it on to me, and I appreciate COVID it. or the Barrymore song? Which one you take? <laughs> I'll take COVID. Yeah, fair enough. That's a normal fear. <laughs> Thank you, Lennon. I love you. Dear Tom and Maff, the year was 2003. Len Reynolds picked Danny Daggett up a PS1 and a bunch of old wrestling games on the cheap after Danny crashed Ollis's computer and lost her work- schoolwork playing wrestling on it. <laughs> Len would mention watching Giant Haystacks. The next episode would have Len miss work playing it and then him and Danny setting up a tournament with himself, Scott, Len and Terry. Seth would take the odds on the bets, but Len would somehow cheat with Robert Sugden currently on his second actor, showing him cheats for SmackDown to make him unbeatable. Len would win the tournament and beat Danny, who was playing as Vince McMahon, which means we can technically say Vince, The Rock and Undertaker were in Emmerdale. We also got a few seconds of The Rock's theme playing. Have I a question? Yes. When is an Emmerdale recap going to be added to the podcast? I feel like 2001's falls of wrestling from the mainstream will be greatly juxtaposed with the rise of Kane Dingle. That's got it, uh, Kane. Love the podcast. Feel the best way to honor the spirit of the reviews will be to send a message that I personally will get a great kick out of. Thank you for all the laughs. Sean from Dublin. And he has included, if you'll see, if you're on a Patreon, you'll see this on your screen now, a screenshot from Emmerdale, which does indeed show the show them playing. <laughs> Smackdown on the PS1. What? I... There's evidence. There's an episode where they play Smackdown. I thought the guy was just doing like some like Mad Lib. Like, all right, here we go. Was like, it oh, could have been a Mad Lib. I'm not one to question. It looks... It looks pre- <laughs> the second Robert Sugden. Playing. It looks pretty legit of, of the, the Emmerdale lads playing Smackdown in 2003. Wow. Wow, there you go. What are that? I mean, it could have been a mad lib of a letter that had some proof behind it. But thank you, Sean from Dublin. That's awesome. I will definitely 
add what is happening in the wonderful world of Emmerdale. Yeah, we should probably chuck in a little ad for Emmerdale every yeah. week from now on. Yeah, uh, Barrymore, death. One thing I list off was the anthrax letter attacks. In Emmerdale Farm, this is what's currently <laughs> happening. Well, since the, nine, since the News at 10 situation has been resolved, we do oh, need... Oh, yeah, people are like, come on, man. We, we need, need more a new boring, More boring British TV. Oh, sorry, I guess... It's sorry, great. Yeah. On the, on the Coldholic Classic Raw review, little sneak preview from Monday, a two-part story arc on the retuning of video recorders for Channel 5. God, I remember that. And how they overspent, and, and how they underpredicted how much they would need to spend in order to do it. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know the guy who ran Channel 5 was on Have I Got News For You one time about that? And he said that one of the, the people had gone round, the engineers had gone round, and somebody was using a sausage in the back mm. as a conductor. <laughs> he went on national TV and told <laughs> that you can use a sausage to get Channel 5 to work. <laughs> and they're still around to this day. Imagine the thought process of that. What conducts electricity? Well, have I got an arm's reach of me? <laughs> sausage. Yeah. Bloody hell, it worked. I imagine in his house, he's got like he's got like three or four um, like pieces of cracker bread that just prop up a bookshelf. <laughs> you got no wires? To, 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 yeah, but I'm eating them. <laughs> he's, oh. Bit of chewing gum that just keeps the uh, the washing line up. Is it, is it, is it Tom Billington? <laughs> I think this is Tom Billington's house. <laughs> I haven't got a Sky card, but I found that if I slip a Ritz cracker... <laughs> Inside the box and aim it towards the sky, it will sometimes pick up sky one. Say, tell me your entire house is edible. <laughs> fucking gingerbread, man. Hang on, this is the plot of Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Come, to, come and eat me house. The sausage behind the video player. Hang on, I think I can hear this pie talk to me. <laughs> Tom, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this why does this pie taste like denim? <laughs> it tastes like pepperami and denim. It's a kicker's trainer in my pie. <laughs> Where's my Wait, who, who's the baker? It says here Le Coq Sportif. <laughs> Never heard of them. A very healthy chicken. Um, anyway, in the resting news, Chris Adams is dead. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh no, Just... gentlemen, Chris Adams. So before Matthew the... goes through the SmackDown news, we'll go through some of the headlines. Um, Brian Nobbs uh, gave Bret Hart a phone call. Could you imagine such a thing? <laughs> hey Brett, how do I do a sharpshooter? Hey, hello, who is it? It's me. Nasty as it gets. Click. Uh, <laughs> hey Brian. <laughs> Oh! Brian Nobbs is one man who was safer on the Dynamite Kid. <laughs> He's too grisly. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with that grisly man. Brian Nobbs called Bret Hart about being part of the XWF, and Bret Hart had declined. Uh, did not want to be part of a full-time promotion, which is what he was told it would be, because he can't wrestle, so he doesn't want to do it. Uh, from what That's we a very nice thing to say about Brian Nobbs. <laughs> from what we understand, the two biggest names on the want list for the XWF is, is uh, uh, Bret Hart and Kurt Hennig. Rena Mero is also on the list, uh, as has been spoken with, and been spoken with, and it's likely that she'll be involved, as will Josh. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Mean Gene Oakler met with the promotion this week as well. Now, this comes after Hogan uh, and Jimmy Hart have been going back and forth with financial backers to get a promotion off the ground with uh, Universal Studios. So it's all very much connected to all of this. Hogan asking Giz a job. <laughs> 
Uh, it's doubtful that Hogan is going to do anything until his lawsuit with Time Warner is settled, although they are hopeful uh, it, it is because their working idea for a first pay-per-view is a main event of Hulk Hogan versus Sting. Randy Savage, is also he's also been met with, but he's asked for a lot of money, and he'll probably yeah. say, they'll probably say thanks, but no thanks. Um, now, they've also hired some former WCW promotion and event people, so they're really serious about making a go of this. Mm. So they're really throwing everything into this, and we're going to keep tabs on the XWF. It's not a long story, but it's a good story. Uh, and uh, who knows? We may even watch a couple of episodes as we go through. Ooh. That might be quite a fun little, yeah. a little holiday from the SmackDown Review to watch the XWF DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. Some of it. A uh, little bit of Cornet controversy. What? I know. Don't be silly. He's so shy and retiring. Uh, coming out of Louisville, there was a segment of OVW that was edited off the show that was set to air on the 22nd of September. Jim Cornette... Can you say something nice? <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, I quite like flippy wrestling. Uh, Jim Cornette and all the wrestlers got in the ring together and talked about this situation. Now, Oh, no. Mm. Oh, this is online. Yeah? There you go, Karen. I think it's the one anyway. Jim Cornette oh, cut no. a hell of a wrestling promo, but I think where the station got squeamish is that he said, our enemies didn't care about killing innocent civilians in reference to the Taliban. And yeah. the recent September 11th attack. Uh, Jim Collett went on to say, in a war, innocent civilians are going to get killed and it would be far better for it to be theirs than ours. Uh, it was way stronger than the Bradshaw and Austin promos they edited off the UK shows. Jim Cornette was furious that they cut the segment. What's it got to do with anything? That's definitely online. Uh, that, yeah. that, was, that was going around a while ago on Twitter. Um, if, look, again, not... Uh, Depending on the comments, but the state of people's minds at the times, that was not an uncommon one. Yeah, there was like, a- as a moment of time. It's interesting to hear that people were like, oh, yeah, you, you probably can't be saying that on TV. Because as a kid, all I hear was people like, we should just nuke the place and all this other yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, there's a few innocent people there, but whatever. Like that, that was a lot. A lot of people were saying that type of th- stuff. So it's nice to see that people were being saying, going, yeah, you, you can't be really saying that, even in Louisville. <laughs> There was a lot of rage around at that time, and rightly so. There was a lot of rage, but uh, Jim yeah, Cornette cut a wrestling promo. <laughs> Cornette wanted to cut a promo on Al Qaeda. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who would you send from OVW to Al Qaeda? Like, do you know that um, Randy Orton? Do you know? That, I think CML or Triple A. I forget which one it was. Had the the the, the group around the time called Lost Terror Terroristos. Oh. There's one picture of them. It's exactly what, fucking it's terrible. Exactly it? what it looks like. Wrestling's fucking terrible, isn't it? It's this is. A, um, we should do the classic Emmerdale review instead. I feel like it'd be far more wholesome. Uh, in OVW, they shot a big angle on October the 10th at the TV tapings. Uh, uh, Brock Lesnar and Shelter Benjamin versus the Disciples of Sin. Winners getting a shot at the tag titles. Uh, they also shot Rico Constantino. Oh, the tag champs Rico Constantino and Prototype. Uh, so the winners of that match face those two. Um, also at the Raw tapings. Uh, that is where that match will take place. So this is the story. So oh. I've, I've, I've told that in a real haphazard way. They're making it into a big story, right? The Brock Lesnar and Sheldon Benjamin are facing the Disciples of Sin. The winners not only get a title shot against Rico Constantino and Prototype, the OVW Tag Champs, but it takes place on a dark match on Monday Night Raw. Ooh. So you'll have that match, and you'll also have it in front of the WWF mm. universe. And just for people who aren't aware of that, so some of those names there, Rico would obviously be coming later on, but Prototype would be John Cena. Mm. Disciples of Sin, who were they again? Um, I know the name, but it's not the Bashams, is it? No, it's not the Bashams. Uh, 
Bollocks. You want to carry on and I'll, I'll Google. Yeah. So it's looking very likely that on that night we'll see a tag title change with Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin regaining uh, the OVW tag team titles. Now, out of all four in this match, Prototype, Rico, Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar, Jim Cornette is heavily pushing WWF to take a look at Rico as he believes he is the next future star of the WWF. The other two should be all right. Prototype, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, isn't quite ready yet. Nor are the others. Ah, so I was saying were Leviathan, who was Batista. Brilliant. And Seven, who I don't know. They were managed by... Seven was Kevin Thorne, right? Let's have a look. Seven was... I feel like Seven was Kevin yeah, Thorne. Well done, yeah. Me. Hey. So that guy <laughs> was actually trained? Could have fooled me. <laughs> God, he was rubbish. I love that, though. Basically, six wrestlers all in the mix there. Batista, Kevin Thorne, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, John Cena, Rico. Cornette get... goes, you should look at Rico. <laughs> it's funny in hindsight. It is. You know, is, yeah. in the same way that, <clears throat> you know, when Sol Ruka headlines WrestleMania 50, <clears throat> we can go, do you remember you were the cinnamon toast yeah, yeah, crunch, yeah, yeah. girl? Like, it's, it's, it is what it is. Jim Ross talks about Kevin Hall and Scott Nash from the Ross reports. Well, I think I saved that. Don't think anyone noticed that. Bloody hell. You can tell it's Jim Ross get them two mixed up. Uh, sorry, I've been eating my words. <laughs> Don't like kids sweating. <laughs> A lot of rumours circulating Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and their return to the World Wrestling Federation, says Jim Ross this week. I can clarify and address both talents very succinctly. We have had casual conversations with Nash and Hall. Doing the slacks. <laughs> Yeah, they've just turned up in pyjamas. Both men are interested in returning, and we certainly would welcome them back under the right circumstances. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, on their way back. Under the right circumstances, i.e., don't get too much money, because <laughs> it'll upset Bradshaw. Yeah. Why are you paying them two major stars more than me? Uh, Sunday Night Heat news from The Observer. They're getting a little oh, more boy. serious on Sunday Night Heat. They recognise that this show was doing double the numbers it's doing now because they do nothing but throw away stuff with no stars. Basically, the show's ratings have tumbled, so they need to kind of refocus it. Because although Heat is a laughable sort of non-show, it is a show on MTV. So, like, they go, we should really put some effort into this. It, yeah. Because when it first launched, you ha- I think Steve Austin was the first host of MTV. And it was and a, with well, a live performance it, by Disturbed. Yeah, yeah, WF always does this, though. It's like, oh, it's the first time doing this. And they'll, be, they'll put all their eggs on this. And then they'll just go back to doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what they do. Cool. Uh, so for the Sunday Night Heat before this episode of SmackDown, we had uh, Booker T versus Edge. Uh, with the running from Christian to, to give Booker the win. Uh, we see the Hardys defend the WCW tag belts over Raven and Just Incredible. Uh, and we also saw Rhino defending the US belt against Tajiri. Ooh. So they, they, they beefed up heat a little bit there compared to what they normally do. Lovely. And, and this is something they'll try and do more, but like you say, they'll kind of give some energy yeah, to yeah, it and then just, they'll just... Just when they're getting bugged, it's like... Oh, okay. Peter off again. Okay. Uh, so that's all the news that is the news from the world of the wrestling. Let's go to Matthew Gregg, who will talk us <laughs> through this week's episode of SmackDown. Let's hope the beefed up SmackDown, eh? <laughs> Raw recap. Put some beef in SmackDown. Lads. No, no, Dynamite. Regal <laughs> reminds us that he is making the match between Angle and Austin for Kurt's WF title. Thus, mark the return of Austin to TV since his loss to Unforgiven. It reminds us that all Alliance members are barred from ringside. Mm. And make sure even to remove Deborah 
from ringside. Yay, says Austin. Austin tries to use a chair and angle, but Regal removes it. So Austin takes a backdrop onto concrete yet again. I don't know about you, but if I had a bad neck, the last thing I'd be doing on a regular basis is that. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. So Austin knocks down the ref, tries to get the chair again, which Regal removes, and uses on Angle himself. What? Which isn't enough to put away Kurt, so Austin summons him to regain the title as William Regal heads to the back, adjusting his tie like James Bond after <laughs> impregnating a crate of fancy wine. <laughs> William Regal, what a bastard. I hated this as a kid. Did you really? Hated it. Pointless, meaningless, annoying. I hated it. Did not make any sense that after months and months and months of bloody buggery, bloody buggery, oh, I'm just, I'm just joining the Alliance now. Why? Who oh. reasons? Well, maybe we'll find out why he did that. Ah, will we bollocks? Well, hopefully we... Spoiler. Weedy wee, weedy whoa. da 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 Weirdy, 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 whoa. I can't wait to change the theme song. This doesn't work. We're in the mark of the Quad Cities. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's currently known as the Vibrant Arena at The Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's also hosted the 97 Great American Bash and 2015 King of the Ring pay-per-views. It also hosted the w, uh, the Shield's final chapter in 2019. Oh, oh and Cole says... It was maybe the biggest screw job in WWE history. Yes, until the next one. <laughs> Taz is joining him tonight. He tells Cole it's a great night for him as he gets to sit next to Taz for two hours. <laughs> we start off with Les Enfants Terribles, Shane and Steph, who brag about bringing gold back to the Alliance. Steph yells about feeling unbelievable as the crowd chant slut. Lovely little dig at her dad. With Cole's overdub saying, oh, wow, they're chanting for Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Cole really hates Kurt. That. <laughs> Cole must really hate Slutty Kurt. Kurt. I think maybe 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 Kurt Angle led him on a little bit yeah. in, in the bar the other night. <laughs> oh, they're chatting for Kurt. Regal, the new commissioner, heads out so Cole can yell and call him a Benedict Arnold. <laughs> uh, come on now, Cole. With his facial expressions, he's at least a Benedict Arnold rimmer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you know that like uh, Chris Barry and uh, Craig Charles didn't really get along in the first season of Red Dwarf because Barry was being paid twice what everyone else was being paid because he was only a proper actor. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That was funny. I imagine by so, the end it all evened out. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're fine about that. But like, it was just funny. So they do those bits where obviously they don't like each other on the, the things. Like, wow, I've got great chemistry. Why is that? Oh, wow. Because they really hated each other. Yeah. Not really hate, but just like, all right, you're the proper actor here. Oh. See about that. Oh, he is good. Oh, yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Crowd yell, asshole. But sadly, Ang sadly, Cole doesn't say, well, they're chanting for Angle. <laughs> I think every time there's a shitty chant, Cole goes, well, they're chanting for Angle. <laughs> Regal explains he was happy to represent the best and purest of wrestlers in his position, but there wasn't many of them in the WWF, so he joined WCW again. I put fair point. They do have test. I just it, it annoy. It's even now watching it. It makes no sense because he's going. The whole of the WF title must be strong, virtuous, and courageous. Kurt Angle is all of those things unapologetically and unironically. Like if Kurt was a shit, was like if it was the other way around, right? And Angle was the pure wrestler on WCW side, and Austin was like the foul mouth, punchy punchy redneck on the WWF side, and and Regal cost Austin the belt to Angle. It would make more sense, but it doesn't. 
There's literally, like, I, the only thing I can think of is he's been offered a bung. But they never even hint that there's been some money changing hands. It just really annoys me. I love how annoyed you are. It that. really annoyed me. <laughs> Furious. Austin is introduced as Regal bows, and Taz calls him a classy dude. <laughs> Taz's idea of class is the same as mine. A Vianetta and a wankin' bed. <laughs> Do you eat the Vianetta first? <laughs> I don't know. These are written a lot. Or, These are written in the midst of COVID. Do, so. do you eat half of Vianetta, then have a wank, and then eat the rest of it? Is the, is the wank a Vianetta interval? I have to eat it sideways on my side, like David Hasselhoff in that one video. <laughs> Did you do both at the same time? Uh, mm. would, if, you got, if you got brain freeze and finished your wank at the same time, would it cause like a oh, vortex? Tom. Would it cause a vortex <laughs> in the middle? I'm just thinking. It's a little screwball in the business, though. <laughs> Austin teases the crowd by constantly clearing his throat and asking they be quiet because he's emotional tonight. <laughs> crowd doesn't like that. Austin says he had a long speech planned, but ah, I'll make it short instead. It's over. Angle, it's over, it's over, it's over. Then Linda McMahon's, whoa, Yay. whoa. It's WrestleMania. The ultimate Vietnam. Check it out, check it out, check it out. <laughs> so excited to hear Linda's music. Linda! <laughs> Looking well. Thriller by Michael Jackson plays, which can only mean Linda McMahon is here. <laughs> <laughs> I've put Linda M.E. is in Millennial Edition. <laughs> Tells Austin it's far it from keeps, over. Probably she keeps rebooting. She tells Regal he's no longer needed as commish. In fact, he's fired. Massive pop for that. Mm. Austin points out she can't do that. So she says she can. <laughs> but wait, he's Alliance. Linda's known the Alliance. How could... Whatever. <laughs> Linda announces a new commissioner and crowd already guessed correctly who it's going to be. They're chanting Foley. Yes. Or, or if you ask Michael Cole, they're chanting Angle. <laughs> Linda reminds us that as the WF champion, his match, Austin's matches are governed by the commish, who isn't announced, but we know it's Foley. Linda tells Austin, it's true, it's true, and sounds awful. She sounds like Elon Musk trying to do Dave Chappelle material. <laughs> but here's Kurt to scare everyone away in the ring and suplex Shane halfway across the ring. With Robo Linda's typical delivery, this sounded like Angle was the new commish. <laughs> uh, but apart from that, though, nice bit there to establish the new order. Like, Angle was only going to be getting a short reign anyway, let's face it. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, Regal turning heel. Tom Campbell did not like. Didn't like it. I still don't. The, the crowd knew Foley was coming. Either that or they're massive fans of creating incidental sound effects. <laughs> Fair enough. And I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, Regal is so much better as a heel rather than like a loved bait. He I'm a loved commish, but I so. wish. But I wish we could have got there in a, in a more palatable way other than just why. <laughs> Reasons. And then we'll see it again in about a month's time. And it really annoys me. Yeah. Reason. <laughs> Regal is very upset about being fired. Yeah, because proper he, fucking buyer's remorse yeah. immediately. Because he knows he can't sign on now. <laughs> Shane wonders who the new commissioner is going to be. It's Foley, you idiot. <laughs> anyway, here's the WF Tag Team Champions, the Dudley Boys, with their new manager, Stacey Keebler. Oh, it's a hate. Uh, it's her debut in this role, as he realised she can't wrestle. Apparently, Bubba didn't like the Queen of Dudleyville stuff. Why not? Don't think it, it. I just. I think. I don't know why. I just. I got told the other day that 
in an interview, in a shoot interview, he said he didn't like the Stacey Keebler joining the Dudley Boys thing. I thought it was brilliant. I think it re really helped them. They were, I just, think they were just there. Yeah, I think it point. added an element to yeah. them. Uh, she helped put Tori Wilson through a table on Raw, and by help, I mean Bubba did all the work, and she watched in a dress that also doubles as a napkin. <laughs> it's a Dudley's versus Big Show and Spike, and thankfully, someone's put trousers <laughs> on Spike. Read my notes there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Thank God. Th thank God Spike's put some trousers on. Yeah, you look like Donald Duck without them. <laughs> Show and Bubba start off with Bubba somehow, someway, able to move out the way of Show's offense. Spike gets slammed to the outside by Show, but to his disappointment, he lands on the duds. Taz yells, he got tossed like a wrapped-up burrito. In case you forgot, the big show is fat. <laughs> Tweed's visit to Dynamite Kid. Spike gets on the apron, and Stacy also gets on the apron to adjust her very high heels. Spike is mesmerized by Camo Ass and gets pushed off by Devon. Taz says Stacy looks great in Camo. As do the Dudley boys. No, the By con Taz. The reason, the reason he was staring was because he was going, how are those legs just floating in midair? <laughs> oh, God. Hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. Yeah. My Show dad is a computer. <laughs> Show makes a hot food tag <laughs> and takes out the duds with clotheslines, with Taz yelling, duck, duck. <laughs> Goose. Show. <laughs> Maybe later. Show tosses Spike off the top rope on the Devon, but Bubba puts his foot on the rope to break it up, and then the 3D retains. Bubba goes after them post match because he's a sore loser. So a table is set up, and Bubba and Devon absolutely send Spike flying oh. out the ring and through the table with Spike's head bouncing off the ramps for good measure. You poor bastard. Absolutely clatters through that table. <laughs> Decent stuff here from the lads. Anything mm. else to add other than just there? Really enjoyed it. Good little tag match. And I'm just, I, I feel like Spike and Big Show are a more palatable team when Spike's wearing trousers. Yeah. Isn't it funny how a tiny little character aesthetic change will feel, feel much better? Yeah, it should put them over his head. <laughs> Cushion the blow with that bloody thing at the end. <laughs> Never mind that. Creepy DDP face is here. He shaved his tash but kept the beard. <laughs> he has a special message for a special person. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Him losing the title wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. Why? Because Kurt learned a valuable lesson. Sometimes you have to lose things to appreciate how valuable they are. And now you know that there's more valuable... Sorry, that is more valuable than anything. And no, you don't have it. So now you feel like a loser and nothing. But you're not nobody. You're a somebody. I still like you. You like me, and I just helped you like you. Perfect. I'll say it again. I hated these as a kid, and I fucking love them as an adult. Yeah, you, but that's that's it. I think it's DDB being given chicken shit and making chicken salad. I, oh, I, is this how you guys view me? Right, I'll, I'll teach you. I'm all for the wrestlers that... And do you know what? In, in, the, in the light of news from this week, I imagine we'll see more of this. Wrestlers being given really shit creative and just going, fuck it, I'm going to give it socks. It's going to be mm. brilliant. Like, just, just in spite of, rather than with. Yeah. I like to think that they're like, hey, you know that creepy DDP yoga stuff you do, that weird stuff, because you're such a weirdo, and DDP's like, oh, oh, that's how you are. So <laughs> say, All right, right, gotcha. We cool. thought you were doing a thing. We thought you were doing a bit by being a creepy old yeah, man. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> we get a recap of RVD and Shane teaming up against Jericho and The Rock. Jericho accidentally chair shots The Rock as Shane, the master of disaster, moved. RVD pinned The Rock as a result. So an annoyed Rock asks Jericho what he was thinking out there while they're backstage. Jericho says he was trying to hit Shane. And Rock is like, yeah, fair enough. 
But as he walks away, Jericho keeps on yapping. He goes, why is he asking me about that? Ugh. So Rock pauses and goes back to him. Jericho is annoyed with The Rock asking him, so he gets in his face. Rock just wants him to man up but admit he made a mistake. Jericho threatens to knock the people's elbow off his face. So Rock says, yeah, well, why don't you? And they brawl. This was great stuff with both men having a point without looking like cartoon characters. However, they're shown together in the arena backstage. Hmm. Hummity, hummity, hum. Mm. More on that later on. Uh, the Wrestling Observer says the plan is to give Jericho a huge push as a heel. Although he's had so many false starts, nobody's holding their breath on this one. One would expect Jericho and Stephanie aligned sooner rather than later. Nostra melts are right mm. there. Well done, Melt. But yeah, I agree that that actually comes into the storylines about, well, Jericho, you're a bit of a loser. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'll show you. I'll lose all over your face. <laughs> Shane and Steph go to Austin and say RVD should be given a shot at the WSW title. Austin hates it because he's been given everything. What? He's been given something and Austin was never given anything. So RVD should earn it. So it gets Jericho tonight with the winner getting the shot later on. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice little bit for Austin who has, has found a way of not sounding like an arsehole, but being an arsehole being towards an arsehole. Rob Van Damme. Yeah. I like it. Edge bigs up Jericho backstage and his chance against RVD tonight because he gets the shot at The Rock. Then Steph does the same, but Jericho's like, lol, you're a slag. <laughs> Fair enough. Billy Kidman's music. Oh, but no, there's a, there's a key bit in that where so... so oh, I clearly missed I mean, it, sorry. After the weird banter between Edge and Jericho, Stephanie then bursts in and tells Jericho the fact that, you know, regardless of what he does, he always loses the big one. And yes. that particular line becomes kind of part of the, the slogan of for Jericho. I love after I just rise. said that. I then missed that point because I was having a drink of COVID juice. <laughs> <laughs> the big one yeah. is a big part of, uh, of, um, of Jericho's story and a ride in Blackpool. Oh, for fuck up. <laughs> Billy Kidman's WWE music plays. Ooh, with yeah. the ooh intro and everything. Ooh. So they've got the full version, yeah. didn't they, from... Uh, from there must be mayhem the N64. Winamp. Oh, I, I, I do. <laughs> they press the button on Linda's wheelchair to make it work. <laughs> He's resting double champ X-Pac, who was Sans Albert. Oh, no. <laughs> they start off with some lovely-looking sequences as the commentators proceed to talk about literally anything else happening in the world, like Emmerdale. <laughs> A top rope leg drop gets two, so Kidman drop kicks Kidman out of the air. What? That's horribly written. Must be X-Pac getting whatever. Kidman gets crotched and then he gets a victory after a counter, but X-Pac lands the X-Factor for two as Kidman gets the ropes. Kidman counters a powerbomb because, say it at home, you can't powerbomb Kidman. No! When will we ever learn? This carries on and on and on as we get an unexpectedly sweet little light heavyweight match with Kidman hitting, oh, of all people's moves, sick Nick Mondo's finisher off the top. Lennon, how did you know that was going to happen? <laughs> Which sets him up to win the Cruiserweight title. And he gets three seconds to celebrate as Taz calls out Regal. <laughs> Lovely little match here. To the joy of dozens. Really enjoyed this match. Um, I like how a few months ago, they, according to reports, they told Billy Kidman to stop wearing denim shorts because Raven wore them and it would mm. confuse people. But now he has a tie that looks exactly like Xbox. Yeah. So I think maybe, I mean, I'm not casting aspersions, but I think WWF were just being cunts for no reason. <laughs> Da 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 da. And he's like, but why would I not want to dress like that? And says, oh yeah, because we don't care about Raven. <laughs> we <laughs> really don't like Raven. Oh okay. <laughs> Shane tries to get RVD to get hyped, but all RVD says is cool and lol. Shane is mad with his lack of anger as backstage issues turn to on TV issues. <laughs> RVD's uh, lovely 
YouTube, you shoot with Sean Oliver. He talks about how like he rarely, that's it. That's him. That was like a lot of that stuff that they were getting mad at him going like, oh, you need to get mad and angry. That's hit. That's genuinely, he has that Zen and, eh, dude. Like that, that's genuinely him. So he said there was one time, I can't wait for it to come up because it must be around this time, surely on maybe next year. Um, Jericho and him at the main event. It's not this one, obviously, but he said like, uh, and Jericho wanted me to get mad. And he goes, okay, well I can do this and stuff, but that's just not me. And Jericho said like, pretend I was like hitting on your wife and stuff like that and causing RVD to lose his cool and go, all right, cool. So then he got very mad and goes like, I'm, I'm really mad that you've made me this mad now. And he's supposed to like say and do this thing, but he was just so mad, he just threw the belt at Jericho and stuff like that. And he's left and went, no, I'm mad that I'm mad because I like being this like Zen-like person. So it's, it sounds fascinating. I can't wait to get that exact moment, but it's definitely not, it's definitely not tonight's match. I'm but. sure they've done similar, like they've had similar conversations with Matt Riddle about like, Matt, like, well, you need to show more aggression. It's like, well, it's not my character. Yeah, but we need it to be. And I don't know, where do you sit on that? But the idea that, you know, you've got a Zen character like Rob Van Dam and they, they say, you need to be this. And then when it's so unorganically them, is it really the right way to well, do it? Well, when you're just talking about that, it's like, all right, Kidman, you know that look that you've made famous like your entire career? Yeah, we're going to change that. Mm. So it's like, they're, they're all, they want people to be these certain types of things, but most of the time you're like, yeah, but that's their, that what makes them special. Like, so it makes them individual. It is so weird how, and it's not just WWE. I think, I think other, like, companies in general will go, we will hire you for, the, we love what you do, we'll hire you for this. We're going to take all of that away yep. and strip it back and do this, you know? But it's, so it's, it's very strange. Radio's a bit like that in a weird way, mm. whereby I've had, you know, I've sent, de- I, uh, there's radio stations that, I mean, the, the, the great one was, and it's, this is no shade when I work for Heart, whereby from like when I was demoing with them, I was doing these quite long bits of sort of creative audio and stuff like that. But the main thing they wanted me to do was just to do very quick snappy links here and there and not use the skills that they liked about me. And again, it's not shade. It's just that's, you know, as with any job, you do what you're told. You go, okay, that's what you want for me. That's fine. But I always thought it was really strange that they would hire people like that and you wouldn't do that. And I think with, with Rob Van Dam, it's very much what made him the guy was being chill and go, no, be angry now. Yeah. No. So it's funny, like, showed up in a segment on TV, just mm. like, come on, you. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm high. And it's someone's idea of a joke. We go from RVD to a tabaki is wacky promo. <laughs> uh, and the clip they use is Spike, who gets smoked after smashing <laughs> a table and a concussion and bruised ribs. Smoking bad, Soma's good. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, Spike. Jogo versus RVD for the WCW title shot is now. RVD almost instantly busts open Jericho <laughs> in the eyebrow with a kick as he's becoming self-parody. Taz points out that both these men are similar and in very similar positions, which is true, but Jericho must have hated that because he has lost a lot of momentum to the next big thing, RVD. To go back to the, the bloody thing, I wonder whether this is a cut from Monday that was just quickly reopened rather Maybe. than like a fresh wound. It, it, Either way, like because because yeah. I was watching the match, and then I looked away, and then I came back, and Jericho was gory. And I was like, "When did that happen?" And I found myself rewinding right to the beginning of the match, so it must have happened straight off the bat. Yeah. RVD dodges a crossbody off the apron and follows with a splash off the apron as the crowd goes nuts. Frog splash meets Jericho's knees, but Rolling Thunder connects for two. The Frankensteiner is converted into walls of Jericho, but RVD escapes and the ref gets bumped, so he can't count the lion salt pin. Taz mockingly says he feels bad for Jericho. Oh noes. RVD kicks Jericho again and lands a split-legged moonsault. He tries for something on top again, but here comes Austin to twat RVD to help Jericho get the win. 
Taz is adamant Austin meant to hit Jericho, <laughs> but he moved. <laughs> Honest. Hmm. I that was that was wonderful because it was blatant that there was like a, like a second too long. Y- yes. Like, uh, unlike you know, you remember when remember Doomsday Cage and Luger yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hit hit Flair, but <laughs> it was meant to be like he hit him by accident, but he paused before doing it. Yeah. It was that, but this time the pause was meant to happen. Yeah. Arby recovers and wonders, hey, what's up with you, Austin? This causes such a stir that all the alliance comes out during the ring to sorry, during the break to head to the ring. Austin gives RVD credit where it's due, and he gives the one person who gave him the opportunity, which is Shane, who he loves. Austin gives RVD a small thanks also, but then Austin gets mad because he thinks RVD doesn't thank him for the thanks. Yes, that's what I said. He credits RVD with giving the Alliance some help while Austin was gone. This crowd is yelling, what, the entire time. He offers his hand in friendship. But then, Mick Foley, what are you doing here? His hair has grown out, and the crowd pops huge for him. And yes, he is the commissioner. Wow, who knew? <laughs> so Foley makes Regal versus Angle for tonight, but he can't make them do things as they're not WF members. But he asks Regal to do so with what I guess is a British accent, but fuck me dead, is it bad? <laughs> like those Irish stereotypes in Star Trek, bad. I just put English slash Scottish. It, horrible. Regal accepts, but Austin is mad. Foley's like, hey, remember we were, we were tag champs in 97, Austin? And the crowd cheers because they remember. Mm. Wow, Larry. Foley says Austin looks good. Has he been working out? <laughs> he makes Angle versus Austin for no mercy, but he's been noticing the chance for that guy with the initials. So why does he make it a three-way match instead? But also says he can't make the match. So as Meatloaf said, like a bat out of hell, I'll be gone. I'm sorry. He said, what's it going to be? Yes or no? <laughs> Taz, Taz says, oh, Foley. Of course he knows about meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's it. Because Austin and Angle are up for it. And then um, RVD, brilliantly here. Because in that bit before Foley came out, Austin's like, you've got to reach for the brass ring. You've got to take yeah. your opportunity. You're going to be a great star one day. And then as soon as Foley goes, hey, Van Damme, do you want in this match? And he goes, well, far be it from me to ignore the advice of our great leader, Steve Austin, and grab the brass ring. He's I'm in, I'm in. And Austin's livid, beautifully done. And again, you didn't need an angry Van Damme for that. It was perfectly run, perfectly run. Banger of a main event for No Mercy. Yep. And the biggest push for Rob Van Damme. Yep. Looking forward to you. And as you say, Jericho must be furious. Yeah. Because Jericho's like, why is this guy main eventing? And not me. It should be me. It should have been me. Austin's mad backstage, but Shane says it's okay for the Alliance if Austin wins or if RVD wins. And Austin does not like that, so he sods <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, here's the hurricane and Molly Holly. And don't think too much about it. Uh, don't smoke. Watch when returns and clear a sill. <laughs> clear a sill can remove spots, but it can't remove the memory of watching the mummy returns. <laughs> Ah, and that CGI rock scorpion king. Oh, lots of money spent on that. Hurricane welcomes the true believers. Haha, ha, that's a Stan Lee thing. <laughs> and does a lovely poem, and the crowd is loving it. Oh, fuck, it's Kane, and his arms are all right. No dead painting kids here. <laughs> the Eurotitle is on the line tonight as Helms gets the mic and asks Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane! <laughs> Why you, a seven-foot man wearing a mask, are not fighting crime? <laughs> Hurricane asks Kane if he wants to team up, and Kane says, "Ask me next year." Uh, I mean, <laughs> he gives Hurricane a fist pump, and everyone's like, "Hell yeah!" Uh, then squeezes his fingers like how Klingons fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's not of next generation when I was sick? Is Helms, that how they fuck? 
Well, there's there's that one scene where it's like, oh, I like, I like Worf and this is all flame come back and they's like that way of flirting is they have a bigger fuck off fight someplace else and look at you and go like. Oh, you know. and they merge hands that's yeah. them fucking because obviously you know it's, it was early 90s broadcast TV you can't be like I'm just gonna fuck you so so Worf must <laughs> go into like a conference and just think he's a slut <laughs> shaking everybody's hand uh, they're chanting for Kurt Angle Helms uh, Helms tries to drop to a hold as the crowd laughs Hurricane cross bodies into Kane's waiting arms before a body slam doesn't work either poor Helms Helms attempts a tombstone so Kane gets the choke slam ready, but Molly gets on the apron to distract. Helms attempts a power bomb, but it somehow doesn't work, so Kane gets one of his own. Tess distracts so Booker T can fuck up the interference and get spotted. Well done, mate. TNT beat up Kane until Undertaker, the dead brother, makes a slow save. Helms retains via DQ. Good fun stuff here. The dead brother. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I liked Kane and hurricane having some fun here yeah. we're getting little character stuff for kane every so often and yeah. i'm all for it let's make kane into a bit of fun yeah. he deserves it he absolutely does al snow gives maven some advice backstage but he sees foley coming and tries to hide <laughs> snow bigs up foley's appearance on millionaire next week i don't remember that at all That'd do you know do you know the question that's because you can watch it on uh youtube oh, okay, holdings yeah. on there do you want the question that stumped mick foley on who wants to be a millionaire go on uh, it was for he left with one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for charity. Okay. Uh, this is the question that he stumped on um, after giving Regis Philbin a replica WWF title, of course. Um, which of the following is part of the island group called the Society Islands? Is it A. Fiji, B. Tonga, C. Bali, or D. Tahiti? Now you've got fifty-fifty. You can phone a friend or you can ask the audience. What they probably do. Um, I think he asked the audience. Okay. But I you, have you, no clue. Can I do 50 50? You can do 50 50. Da dun! We're actually doing this. You're left, you're, you're left with B, Tonga, or D, Tahiti. You've still got ask the audience, and you've still got phone a friend. All right. Well, if I ask the audience, this is an episodic show, so it'll be next week by the time we get the answer. Um, I don't like cliffhangers. I don't like Stallone. So, uh, Tom. You want to phone a friend? Can I ring Tom? Uh, You can't ring Tom because Tom is currently here, but we can get a a friend on the line for you. What have we got? Let's see if we can get a friend on the line for you. Can I ring Fraser? You can ring Fraser. One second. Here we go. Hello. Hello, is that that Fraser Porter? Fraser Porter, it's uh, Chris Tarrant from Who's Be Billionaire. How are you doing? Oh, great thing. Well, I'm, well, I'm I've, got your, I've got your friend Matthew Gregg with me today. Uh, he's, he's replaying uh, Mick Foley's Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? And uh, he's up to the last question. And uh, he's chose to, uh, one of his lifelines, 50-50, take it two away. And uh, he's went to use his phone of friend, which is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next voice you hear will be Matthew. He's going to ask you the question again. And uh, I'm going to wish you best of luck. Oh, perfect. Okay. Fraser, believe it or not, that wasn't the actual Chris Tarrant. All right, so the question that I've got here, well, uh, Tom, surprisingly, is going to do the boop, boop noise in the background. So the question that Foley got stuck on, on uh, Billionaire 01 was, uh, which of the following is a part of the island group called the Society Islands? Uh, it's down to 50-50, so it's either Tonga or Tahiti. Um, okay. Um, society Islands, I will say Tonga. 
Tonga. Well, I, I appreciate that, Breezy. You're much smarter than myself. So thank you very much for playing along with this. This segment that is that is not at all like death. Thank you very much, Fraser. I'll go back to him. Go back. I actually don't know. So thank you very much, we'll much for Fraser. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, Fraser Porter says this is Tonga. I trust him. So are we locking in B Tonga, Matthew? Oh, he's out. He's outside waiting to see. Wait, wait, okay. two seconds. Go on, then. Come in. So you're locking in Fraser's answer of B Tonga. Yes, I'm trusting Fraser. Who's watching us now? Matthew, for $125,000. Fraser should have coughed. It's the wrong answer. Ah! Well, I didn't know anyway. D Tahiti. Oh. Oh, but did he do well? Damn it, Fraser was born and raised in Tahiti. How do you not know that? <laughs> oh, I'm ruined. But did he do well? Take away uh, $64,000 for your charity. Well done, Matthew Greg. Uh, boo. Oh, fair enough then. Good fun. <laughs> oh. Watch that next week. That's going to come up in conversation. I'm like the, the smartest cunt in the world by knowing it. <laughs> Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Taz versus Maven 2, The Reckoning. <laughs> I put electric boogaloo in my uh, notes. <laughs> that's overdone. Taz won last week, then battered Maven post-match. He gets an alleged good pop here. <laughs> it's hard to tell what's real and what's machine, like that posthumous Michael Jackson album. <laughs> Maven gets a hip toss, but misses a moonsault. How did you miss him? Taz was so out of shape at this point, he was like moonsaulting a Ford Escort. <laughs> Taz T-bones him. <laughs> But Maven gets the Taz mission on Taz. Taz escapes and puts it on him for the instant tap out. Taz does a mocking, oh, shucks, thing afterwards. <laughs> Taz mocks him post-match, so Maven clotheslines him out the ring. Al is so proud. Yeah. Yeah, we'll build something Better here. Better match uh, than the week before. Maven got a bit more in, which was nice to see. Figured I'd learned in the, in the past week, uh, Around the Stars, which was Maven's music, we don't hear it on the network version. I wanna have the ride, wanna yeah. hear the night, round the stars. It's by Mercy Drive, who went on to do, hey, nothing you can say, oh. nothing you can change what you've done to me. I thought that you thought I was going to pop for Mercy Drive. I'm like, no, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, it's true. Hey. But yeah, so around the, around the Stars, I think, as it was called, was the... Uh, 
was the uh, the, the prelude to Burning My Light. Yep. The two for two for bangers. Yeah, they really flip it. Not off. if you ask Randy Orton, he fucking hates this. <laughs> the Rock gets interviewed by the coachman. He asks him if Jericho and Rock are cool. Rock confirms that they are cool. No problems. Just because he wants to whip his ass every day doesn't matter. He didn't, say, they, he didn't say we're cool. We're cool in the gang, as I was yeah. hoping for. <laughs> but they pan back, and there's Jericho to interrupt. Can The Rock help you, Jericho? Jericho says he and every Jericho-holic is excited. Rock is still respectable and wishes him good luck, shakes his hand, and then Jericho barges past him and knocks his shoulder. Oh. Like a lad at school. Rock smiles and said Jericho has no idea and saunters off. Oh, that man is so cool. No, if you smell this week. Because he, yeah, you can tell that's why. There's the intensity of him, like, he was so annoyed that he didn't do it. Mm. And I'm like, that's how you could tell. Like, oh, he's not doing the catchphrase. It's like, okay, that's how it is. Uh, Stacker 2, the fat burner, presents Regal turning on his country and joining the evil faction known as the Brits. Rubbish. Stacker 2, <laughs> eat some spotted dick. <laughs> Eat some stacker two, then fight the French. <laughs> stacker two. Aye. Throw the tea in the yeah. in the water. Yeah. Stacker St- two. Stacker two. Think you'll find India is ours. Thank you. Stacker two. Waterloo. <laughs> stacker two. I name this Jamestown. <laughs> stacker two. What's that arrow doing in Harold's eye? <laughs> Stacker two. I want. I don't want to marry her anymore. I wish for a new rule. <laughs> Stacker ten sixty six. Who the fuck's Norman? <laughs> Stacker two ten sixty six. I died of quite an easily curable disease. Stacker two. Why is he called a roundhead? Cromwell's more like a stupid head. <laughs> Stacker two. Just left me out of Pudding Lane. I can't remember if I left the oven on or not. I can do it. You there? You there? Stacker two. <laughs> Fucking hate the government. Gonna throw a Catherine wheel at them. <laughs> Any more great pieces of British uh, history? <laughs> Stacker two. Bloody hell, that priest is annoying. I hope I didn't say that too loud. <laughs> Stacker two. Uh, I won't be a pirate anymore. I'm just kidding. I was a pirate oh, and now I'm dead. <laughs> Stacker two. Screw you guys. I'll make my own church <laughs> with hookers and blackjack. Stacker two. Fuck, thank God I finally got an heir. Oh shit, he's dead. <laughs> Chris Adams shot him. <laughs> Stacker two. Definitely getting a C in his GCSEs. <laughs> Stacker two. I've got an idea. Look, build a barber above a pie shop. Sounds good, that. Quiet, dynamite kid. Stacker two. Sweeney Todd may or may not have happened. (laughs) Stacker two. Bring out your dad. Stacker two. Don't drink that Russian, that former Russian agent's cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Stacker two. Don't 
Sacker too. Because you can put children up a chimney because they're small. Stacker too. <laughs> Lord Palmerston. This <laughs> <laughs> is fucking stupid. Stacker too. You can't sail that way around the world, Columbus, you fucking idiot. Stacker 2. No, I'm pretty sure that ship was in the exclusion zone when we fired the missiles. <laughs> Stacker 2. Gonna sit under a tree. Out of the apple at me. Oh, hello. Isaac, Isaac Newton. Yeah, but... <laughs> Very gravity. Dumb. They're really dumb. <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> Second two, what do you mean? <coughs> I'm just borrowing against the the value of the German currency right now. <laughs> How bad can it be? <laughs> Stuck at two. Come on in, Miss Lewinsky. <laughs> can't even, Tom can't even get his fucking words Come out. Come on in, Miss Lewinsky. Oh, okay. <laughs> British. Not even British. Like Isaac Newton was like, all right, all right. <laughs> it's not even Fucking British history. Stacker two, become oh. British, then American. St- Stacker two, do you hear the people sing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> French Revolution. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fucking. <laughs> Let them eat Stacker two. Let them eat Stacker two. The famous oh. <laughs> peaceful. Oh, we're doing all this. We're doing this pattern because the main event's like thirty seconds. Oh, the the, the, the the home of the Boston Stacker Two Party. <laughs> we built this city on Stacker Two. The coach hunts USA at Evil Willie as we get ready for Kurt's revenge. Kurt chops what's left of Willie's tits, and Kurt. Just batters the fuck out of him like a Bishop Auckland street fight. <laughs> Kurt lands all three Germans on Regal's pasty white chest. Angles all intensities, he lands the angle slam before Raven, of all bloody people, runs in for a suplex. Then Mike Awesome gets the same. Then Canyon, etc., etc., until Dreamer takes a chair shot. Then they all do, as Kurt is not the man with whom to fuck with. <laughs> no, he's not. And that really... ends the match and the show with no fall, but who cares? Angle, 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 angle. Tom has another stack of dude joke. I just love... <laughs> I love how the Alliance just sent out the fucking goons. And I'm sorry, and I love Raven, and Mike Awesome, and Canyon, and Tommy Dreamer, but you've deliberately sent them out to get fucking bounced around by Angle. You're not sending your heavy hitters out. Yeah. Your goons, and they all get wasted to kind of put over and remind us that Kurt Angle is a fucking beast. Yeah. And he is. He's still at the height of his power. I'm very annoyed that he lost the title. No, I, I think it was needed. <laughs> like, Connie, you all right? Yeah, fine. You need some stack of two for your throat. I do, don't I? Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was what needed to happen in the long run. Like, Angle wasn't going to... Angle in the long run during this period wasn't needed. No. He was a champ. Him being Angle, him, the chase is, is what's happened. Along with getting RVD over as well. Where he kicks the fuck out of his own career. <laughs> he does a so, that. Tom, that was a long and eventful edition of this stupid podcast. It was uh, a long and eventful edition. What of was something program. you remembered? So I remembered Mick Foley coming back. Mm. And, and I remember being really happy to, to see him again. 
There's no place like home, there's no place like home, and it's good to be home as your new WWF commissioner. Mm. Now, this wouldn't be a commissioner run that would be as memorable as the previous one, or as long. But it, it was a nice feel-good moment in the middle of the show, just to have the alliance argument punctuated by the, the car crash sound effect and the return yeah. of Foley. That felt it good. Went, oh, God. Jey Uso's driving again. <laughs> what, did you re- what did you remember from this one? I remember the regal turn. Oh. I feel like, oh, I can't believe it. And then Angle battering the fuck out of him. <laughs> I try to forget it. Bless you. I'm amazed that you're really upset. Oh, it really annoyed me. Or something you forgot. I forgot. Um, it sounds stupid, but it caught me off guard because it didn't click with me until Hurricane had his mic to his mouth. Citizen Kane. <laughs> And how deliberately funny that was. So I'd forgotten the line, Citizen Kane. Everything else pretty much stuck in my memory for this particular week. What you'd for, something you'd forgotten? I'd forgotten that this was the end of the Big Show Spike Dudley tag team. Oh, is this the last, is this the last hurrah? Yeah. Uh, oh. And it was ended with him just getting dumped through a table. And he took a hellacious bump. Not a bang, but a whimper. Yeah. Not a bang, but a crash. Ollie. Oh, oh, end I'm of sorry. Era. Uh, yeah, Big Show would then move on to his new... Tag team partner. No, not just Deed. That's very mean. Oh. Of uh, Tajiri. Ah, uh, you thought he said Tajin. It's a food. Tajin? Because it sounds like Tajiri. What is Tajin? It's, it's a food. What is it? It's like, a, it's like a, an, uh, an, an Asian dish, a Tajin. You ever had a lamb Tajin? No. Oh. I'll have one after this. I'll have a lamb Tajin in a minute. But... I need to get all the other things sorted in my life. What have you got ready for us, Tom? What? Okay, so this weekend, it is a Bank Holly Bob weekend, but we've so still got some lovely things for you on the podcast feed, including uh, a brand new episode of Jack the Jobbers, Matches of the Month, WrestleMania Ooh. edition. You, 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 that'll be on the podcast feed for you right now, should you be so inclined. Uh, also, coming up this weekend, we have this Bank Holiday weekend, uh, a brand new episode of the Classic Raw Review. Jack Atkins and I are back the night after International Incident on the way to SummerSlam 1996. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the impending oh. debut of The Goon. Give us the goon, not, you bastard. Not hyping up Vader's title shot. Nah, the goon, mate. All, right, all cool. about the goon. All about the goon, how you play it. Uh, and so that's all the podcast feed on Monday. Uh, on Sunday, you should have a, a brand new tier list. It's myself and Ross uh, tier listing all of John Cena's WrestleMania matches. Ooh. And yes, we take into account the one he had the other weekend. Uh, why? Oh, uh, uh, it's not favorable. Uh, but we'll talk all about that. So that's on the podcast feed as well. And loads of other good stuff at youtube.com slash Fantastic. Even better news. I just found out the DPD person is delivering my Huel to the place I told them to. Yeah. And it won't end up them going, couldn't fucking find it. Fuck you. Like oh, we did last time. There's a, lady, there's a little Christmas. What a miracle. happy day. I'm so happy that you're back, Tom. And it's nice that we got back together and, and, and had a stupid fucking episode of SmackDown. <laughs> that's what we needed. And for uh, further things, obviously, Botchamania stuff coming up with yeah oh i am knee had, deep in editing for fucking yeah you, you were you were given a, a a gift with wrestlemania weren't you oh it was like you know the, the, instead of a softball it's like one of those beach balls being thrown a lead pipe <laughs> <laughs> wrestlemania sized botchamania coming very soon and until we're next together here's at matthew greg on twitter i'm at tom campbell on twitter <laughs> All right, don't forget to join us. Stack it to the drink of Queen Catherine while she's fucking a horse. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, fight, yeah. <laughs> Stacker two, we few, we lucky few. <laughs> That's the right one to end it. Cap, no, I'm gonna fuck it up. Like, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You fuck fucking. They were just bastards back in the day. When I make up a rumor that you fucked the whole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 